Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. What a gorgeous week this is going to be. Jacko, that forecast, that is sexy. You know, by the end of this week, we will be up to 30 degrees. We had to wait a long time to get there, but then it just jumped. We went from mid-teens to high 20s in a week, and I am here for it. It's going to be great. May 2-4 weekend just around the corner. 19, sorry, 29 on Friday is what we can expect. 29, maybe. We might even kiss 30 degrees. Oh, could, I don't even know what my body would do. Like, it's been so long since I felt that. My body would probably, like, just pass out and be like, what the fuck is happening right now? This is insane. <laughs> so good, though. I can't wait. Did you have a good weekend? I had a really good weekend. I mean, you know, all things considered. Do, don't you always start your sentences off with that when somebody asks you about your weekend? You know, it's like, well... Well, do you know, I tell them I had a <laughs> gathering or do I lie? Are they like a narc on this thing or what do I do? That too, it totally changes based on who you're talking to, right? You're like, oh, you know, I read a book inside all weekend. That's all I did. Uh, or, you know, I, I mean, the truth is I, I got to see, um, you know, some family over the weekend, which is awesome. It's nice that we're all close. It was outdoors, most part distance, but there's kids involved and those the kids never know how to be distanced. That doesn't happen. Uh, but everyone was feeling good. So I did, I did end up uh, seeing a few people uh that's it and then a lot of outdoorsy things you know trail walks with the kids and uh, outdoor play and i enjoyed a a drink actually distance with neighbors this weekend i got to see a couple of neighbors popping out doing their gardening so went out and hung out with them for a little bit so it was pretty good i'm I'm feeling good now that the weather's getting better and i i I feel that energy now you know, that positive energy, because it's really, really negative for a long time. But being outside and seeing people walking along the trail or, or in the neighborhood, I'm getting that those good vibes back again, Scott. Good vibes back. And I yeah, like it. I, I totally agree with you. And I'm feeling the exact same way. I've got an optimistic feeling and it has nothing to do with our government, although they did give out some good news. We'll get to that coming up in a few But just generally, the weather switching is having a good outlook on people's moods. Now, they're not listening to fucking anything. Like, nothing. Rules? What rules? Everywhere I went this weekend, there was crowds. I was at my mom's house yesterday, and we didn't do a Mother's Day get-together because while I'm vaccinated, she is not, and my brother and sister were not. So she said, okay, you know what? Scott's fine, but we're just going to skip Mother's Day this year. I'll catch you guys in 2022. So, fuck my brother and sister. I slid over there yesterday for a little visit. It was nice to sit with mom. But both her neighbors, either side of them, had people over. Then I dropped by to visit my dad. He lives not far from there. I was at my dad's place. Boom. Neighbors were having a barbecue on National Barbecue Day, by the way. Then I said, oh, fuck this. I'm going over to visit a buddy. So I went over to a friend's house and we had a backyard gathering. And, you know, it's funny because I know we've got all these rules in place and, oh, stay at home, save lives, all that shit. I think all that closing the stores did was encourage people to go out and get together with other people. No matter what, they were doing something outside yesterday. And if you couldn't go out and shop and you couldn't go to a patio and you couldn't go and dine in somewhere, you had to go to like a person's house. Yeah. You know, it's almost like the backwards effect of what they're trying to achieve. Right. I mean, I that's and I do want 
June 2nd, I want it to be a, a reopening of sorts. I really do. Even Doug Ford himself, you know, kind of hinted at it for the first time over the weekend at the, what was it, Doses After Dark, which sounds like a really 2021 nightclub. Doses <laughs> After Dark. Do I bring my fucking glow sticks too? How does that work? <laughs> but that's great, by the way. They're vaccinating 24-7, which is why they call it that. Okay, fine, well, and great. But he finally hinted at, you know what, stuff's going to happen. Uh, summer camps for kids. Yep, don't worry, guys. That'll be that'll be a go. So we're, we're hearing and seeing all these indications. I really hope that that is the case because we need it. And, I mean, you saw it for yourself this weekend when you were out. And you're right. I saw the same thing, you know. So we're going to be finding a way to see each other. You might as well help the businesses in the process. And they're doing it all well. right. They're doing it all right, which is the most frustrating part. The patios will do it right. They'll take the names and the numbers. They will seat everybody distanced. They're doing it right. They were before. So let's get out there and be able to at least support local businesses while we're seeing these people. Well, and this is the thing, right? I mean, if everybody's going to go out anyway and you've closed stuff that could be safe because they follow specific protocols, all that does is force people into situations that are not well supervised. Yes. You know, it's these people just don't fucking think sometimes. I think they think, oh, if you shut shit down, uh, nobody will go anywhere. Everybody has to stay home. Wrong. If you had stuff open right now, there'd be lots of safe places for them to go. Instead, you basically pushed them into each other's living rooms. Fuck. Uh, do you want to hear? Ex- <laughs> you know, it's just so counterintuitive, these lockdowns. Uh, do you want to hear what Doug said yesterday? It was a fairly impromptu thing, and it wasn't a formal press conference. They just caught him on his way out. You want to hear it? Yeah, please. Well, we're here here at the International Plaza with uh, Peel Public Health, and I, I just have to tell you, these, these, these folks are champions. They've been going around the clock, and I, I think the target is 7,000. 7,200. Regional Chair Nando, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And where, where's Paul? Paul was here, too. Dr. Lowe. And Dr. Lowe and Mike Chen. Uh, hardest working <laughs> MPP. Uh, hardest working MPP. Anyways, uh, this is great, folks. The more people that can come out, the quicker we can open up. And we are going to open up very, very uh, soon. And uh, I have to say one thing about the summer camps. July 3rd is usually the time they open. They're opening up this year because of the great work that these people are doing. And uh, they're they're doing a fantastic job. I'm fogging up a little bit, Jamie. I, I don't have the defog on this one. Well, I mean, for better or worse, that was Doug fucking Ford yesterday. Um, I'm still going to call him that. I'm sorry, but he earned that nickname. He he earned it. Uh, what do we take from that? Summer camps. Was he giving a date July 3rd or was he just off script Doug again? Uh, <laughs> which Doug is it? Which Doug went to doses after dark? Does anyone know? <laughs> is it formatted <laughs> Doug or was that off script Doug? I can't even tell the difference between de- them anymore. It depends if he just came back from golfing with his buddies because if so, he was loaded and you wouldn't even fucking remember. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm glad to hear it, though. That that tells me, I assume that that, that tells me that he is thinking ahead based on the amount of vaccines that we've, that we've received, which obviously is a lot considering they're opening up to 18 plus across the province starting tomorrow, uh, at least to register. So that tells me that they're confident in the amount of vaccines that we're going to get, which makes him confident enough, I assume, to say, yeah, kids' summer camps will at least be able to, to get going. And it's frustrating. I know it's probably frustrating for some parents to hear that, that are okay with and waiting for an announcement about schools, which we assume at this point is not, it's not going to happen, right? Uh, That they won't be in class. We assume Uh, anything could really happen, but those parents I know are frustrated because they're thinking, ah, well, you're, 
you're okay with that, but they can't go see their kids in class. But there might be a difference is the truth between now and a month from now. We know what a difference a month can make, especially when it comes to this rollout. So, yeah, if everybody gets a shot in an arm, at least by, you know, July 3rd, if that's the date, then he could actually see it happening. And, yeah, so could I. And if you could do that safely, then great. Are we really going to be that close? Like, if summer camps could open up on July the 3rd, how big a difference would it be if they just sent kids back to school for the last two weeks? We're talking two weeks difference. I know. It's tight. But it could make a difference. I think... uh, it all depends, and I'm not sure how. I would love to hear from some teachers who've had their first uh, vaccine because I think that's important too. Is that the teachers and and everybody else has the vaccine that can get it, and that might make a difference too if they feel like they're that they're that they're getting pro- some progress there, then they can make it work. But we are so close to the end of the school year; like nobody wants to drag it out, right? Nobody wants to hear that. Oh yeah, school year's back on, and we're no, we're going to extend it till July. Like no, that's not happening because nobody's going to be interested in that. So, I don't know. To me, I feel like you can't blame them for not wanting to put kids in for just two weeks. I feel like I know there's parents that would say, no, just do it. My my uh, brother is one of them. He said, yeah, if they, they open up tomorrow and it's only for a month, great. Fucking right. Get my kids back in school. But I don't know. The kids themselves, some of them are fine with it. Some of them aren't. My, I talked to my niece because I was curious what a kid, how a kid feels right now. And she is in uh, grade one going into grade two next year. And I asked her, you know, how, are you, how have you been feeling the last couple of months not seeing your friends? She said, you know what, Kat, Aunt Kat, I love it because I get to see my friends' faces. And I haven't seen my friends' faces in a long time is what she told me. Yeah, I mean, if that's your only option, it's a good option. But there are other options. We could send them back. Absolutely. And I know some parents really, really want it done. For some families, it's working. For some, it isn't. But I don't, I don't know. I don't see it happening. I I just, I just don't. I'm just hope, I'm just hopeful the salvage school year comes September. Did you see that bullshit that Dr. Tam put out on Friday? No. Vaccinated against COVID-19. Here's what happens next. This is Health Canada's rollout plan for how things are going to work and it's very very generic but it says spring stay home stay safe get vaccinated summer camping hiking picnics patios fall colleges indoor sports family gatherings how can you put that out there on a friday and just leave it to to simmer all weekend And what are we supposed to make from that? Do you mean to tell me that this summer, and we do know that every adult who wants a shot will have been offered a shot well before summer. I mean, they're they're opening it up to 18 plus across Ontario tomorrow, starting at 8 a.m. People 12 to 17 can book a shot the first week of June. Mm -hmm. Uh, May 31st, I believe, is when it opens up for them. So you mean to tell me that If every adult who wants one has a first dose of vaccine and is in line to get their second dose of vaccine, we might be able to go hiking and have a picnic. Well, you're half vaxxed. Hold on. Hold on. We might be able to open up patios. Get the fuck out of here. No, 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 no. We're not talking about that, Dr. Tam. You just stop. Shut up. Go back to wherever it was you were hiding before. You're just as disconnected as the rest of them. People don't want to hear right now that maybe this summer there will be patio dining again. People are looking at a much more normal, normal. And when you look at what's going on south of the border, 
over in the UK, around the world, people who have gotten their first shot have got a lot more protection than people who have no shot. They're opening up. I mean, I hope part of your plan is here's the the number where you can take off masks, like the CDC said. Here's the number where we can roll out uh, indoor dining again. Here's the number where non-essential retail is allowed to reopen without capacity limits. Like, when are we going to get to that? Because you can't just put this out there, making it seem like all summer there's going to be no indoor dining. You can't. If you're going to put out anything, give us a detailed rollout, because the way the Health Canada rollout here looks, it's very bleak. I don't want to think that come August long weekend, we're still only at patio dining. And when is it opening up anyway? Come on, let's get to it. We need a plan and everybody should be working on this plan. Don't you think so? Yeah, I mean, we've said it. We've said it all along. We'd love to have specific dates, but they can't look into a crystal ball and tell you that for certain because then it's just going to come back on them. And as much as it isn't political for Dr. Tam, it is also kind of political for. I think it is political for her. That's what I mean. So that's what that's what they're they're That's why they're not giving us those dates that we oh so crave. I mean, I'm with you there. I'd love to know, but I don't think that we actually would know as long as everything goes to plan i think it's going to be fine and i do think that we're going to have whoever wants to dine indoors i mean fuck that's not going to be me this summer i am so sick of eating inside mostly just at my house of course but i i want to be out on a patio anyway that's me but i i don't i actually i'm more so understanding of why they didn't want to give exact dates that far down the road but i would love some closer too. like i'm not even focused right now on the fall i hope that all goes well there Fine, whatever. I don't even give a shit right now. Let's talk about that later on in the summer. Nobody's asking for a date. Nobody is. All they have to do is say, when we hit this vaccination number, which it's reasonable to think will be in the middle of June, particularly at the rate we're going, when we get this number of vaccinations, this is what happens. And part of that should include reopening non-essential retail, reopening indoor dining. And I'm with you in the summertime. I like sitting on a patio, but if I'm going out for a nice dinner, if I'm going to, I don't know, Edgewater in Hamilton, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit on the patio. I'm going to sit in that big, beautiful dining room and then walk around and look at the lake from there. I'm not talking about patios. Patios are for during the day. I want to go out for a nice meal. I want to support those restaurants. And like I did last summer, I hit probably four restaurants a week last summer. Just trying to uh, support any restaurant I could that reopened. They don't have to give dates, but they can't make it seem so bleak like summertime, picnics, patios, hiking and camping. Do you seriously are you do you want to send the message that this summer, even though the vaccinations are going to be where they are, is going to be all outdoors? I I don't even know why they published this. It's ridiculous. In the fall, colleges, indoor sports, family gatherings. Okay, when, when you say indoor sports, are you saying we can go to a Raptors game or are you saying kids can play hockey with a bunch of rules? This is what I mean. It's this kind of ambiguity where people look at it and say, oh, fuck, but people are vaccinated and we're still going to be doing the regular shit. Am I crazy? Last summer, things were open, right? We we had out, indoor dining last summer, we didn't did. we? Yes, we did. It was limited capacity, but yes, we did. It was, um, I, I remember at one point it went down. It was really, really difficult for restaurants to even bother because there was like two tables, you know, depending on the size of the restaurant. If we're talking about a smaller restaurant. They could only really seat three, four tables at a time maximum, you know, in some spots. Other spots that had bigger places, I think, the, I'm not even sure if the capacity number changed. But either way, yeah, it was like at one point it was only like 10 to indoor dine. So that was fucking impossible, really. Anyway. 
you know, I, I would like the opportunity to at least be able to make a reservation and we can do it safely. So don't make it seem like indoor dining and indoor non-essential retail shopping is not an option. But when you read what they put out, it seems like that's not an option. You know, I mean, taking away the hope like that is just so fucking counterintuitive, guys. Like, use your head. Let's uh, switch gears here because there's a couple other things going on. Uh, a lot of people are asking, the, it's a fair question, why so many people got ticketed yesterday and on Saturday at anti-lockdown rallies, but there were no tickets handed out at the Palestinian-Israeli rallies, which actually did get violent. I don't have a good answer for you guys. I don't. I did see the police chief of Toronto, sorry, fire chief of Toronto, Matthew Pegg. He tweeted out how disgusted he was at people flaunting the public health restrictions to go to these anti-lockdown demonstrations. He didn't say a word about the other demonstrations, though. And I'm wondering why. I I don't understand. Isn't a protest a protest a protest? I mean, yeah. I I mean, I don't know the answer either. (laughs) I'm not sure. I don't know details about it or maybe um the only thing i could come up with and think about is let's say the anti-masking protests this could have been a reoccurring thing right yep the the other it ones is. The, yeah. yeah so these are people that know better perhaps were issued warnings several times whereas these are the israeli um you know palestine whatever you want to call them those protests are different they are new they are newer so perhaps it's one of those okay we'll give you guys the first couple um, even if and if they do get violent, then they have to charge or they should be charging people based on the violence. Absolutely. But if it's a peaceful protest, you know, you let it slide the first couple times. I think I know a lot of anti-mask protesting that went un unticketed uh, and maybe just a warning was given possibly. So that's the only thing I can think of is like, yes, that is true. However, these anti-maskers, same ones every time, every week, gather at the same spots every time, every week. And they've been issued enough warnings where it was time. So maybe we're just not there yet with the other ones. I don't know how many times people need to be told, stay distanced, wear a mask, and and uh, I, I don't well, know. They're, they're out there for the exact opposite reason. So, I mean, you can't, you understand why. Um, Which term do you prefer? Geriatric millennial, seasoned millennial, elder millennial, or original millennial? <laughs> this is the the new classification that older millennials, like yourself, Kat. I'm not in the group are trying to uh, bring to the forefront because the older millennials or the seasoned millennials, these are the ones that are born like right after the Gen X cutoff, early 80s. They want something different from today's millennials because they don't want to be lumped in with that. Right. You know, it's so I've had this conversation with my friends so many times and they say I'm not in this group, although I'm almost there Um, uh, between 1980 and 1985. They're calling it a geriatric millennial. Yep. But the truth is, and although technically I'm not I'm not there, I'm just one year shy of it. I was born in 86. But that to me, I, I, I get why they want to be categorized differently, because that's happened. How many times has that happened, Scott, where, where we'll talk about a bad story about millennials and somehow millennials will come up and it's negative and I'm a millennial, but I find myself to be a different kind of millennial. And the people in that that older range of millennial will tell you that, too. Like, oh, don't categorize me as one of those. Yeah. But we are. Hey, Gen X basically got off scot-free. 
because you've got the boomers who are just sucking up all the resources and fucking around. Those are your like Doug's buddies kind of people. And then you get Gen X, who's really just the glue holding the whole thing together at this point. And then you've got the millennials. Well, some millennials have a bad rap because I don't know, like they're eating fucking Tide Pods and shit like that. So the older millennials are like, don't call me one of those. I ain't no, no millennial. But by definition, you kind of are mainly because of your birthday. So maybe you have to identify as something other than a millennial. And this is why these new terms are being proposed. I kind of like original millennial, but <laughs> I also like geriatric. <laughs> I also like seasoned millennial. I don't know where geriatric millennial came from, but I suppose if you're a younger millennial talking about older millennials, not Gen X, just the older millennials, you probably do think of them as old people because there's a long stretch in there. Right, right. Yeah. Huffington Post and Today have both got great articles on renaming the millennials. Let's talk about research for a sec. There's some a team over in Japan who maybe it was a slow research week. Maybe they thought, all right, there's enough people looking into cancer and COVID-19. We'll research something else. And it occurred to one of them that there are certain species of fish that can take in oxygen through their intestines. So they wanted to know, does the same thing happen with humans? And if you haven't put two and two together yet on where this is going, basically they want to know if humans can absorb any oxygen through their asshole. And the answer is, yeah, you can breathe through your butt. <laughs> Go ahead. Cat, uh, pull your pants down and yeah, touch your right. toes and see if you feel better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know if it's going to change the world or anything, but they say they gave rats oxygen rich enemas to see if their butts would absorb it. Oh. And their blood oxygen levels did go up. They have not tried this on humans yet, but I'm pretty confident that if I went into most of these Facebook forums for self-help and stuff like that, maybe even some of the plastic surgery pages, and said, you can now get a blood oxygen enema, people would like line the fuck up to get mm. that treatment. They don't even know what it is. They just yes. think, ooh, a new enema. Yes, I want yes. that. People will do it all. People will do anything. You know, you've heard of like the sun to the like butthole to the sun thing too, right? Yep. And yep. The, the exact same people, that's right up their alley. The exact same people that, that strip down and put their butthole to the sun are the same people that are going to want this when it's available. Whatever it is, they don't care. Uh, like to me, I don't know. If I'm going in for a, a, a tri like trial run for anything, let's say I decide I'm going to help humanity by, you know, offering myself up to science and, and let's go, let's do a trial. If they tell me I got to fucking bend over, I'm not doing that trial. <laughs> Pants off, bend over, cat. Nope. Okay. I'm out. I will not collect my check or whatever it is I get for this. Fuck it. I'm out of here. There are a lot of different treatments out there, obviously, that they say will enrich your health on a new level. And many of them are enemas. There's people who go for yeah. coffee enemas, yeah. for example. If you told them there's now uh, a heavy oxygenization for your blood enema that you can get, you know as well as I do. People will be like, take all my money. I want that now. I'm just wondering. Who would offer it? How would they offer it? And how would they market it? Because typically when you think of an asshole and air is coming out, not going in. Like I've never thought to myself, 
I wonder if my butt could suck in some some breathable oxygen. That's never occurred to me. But this is going right up your colon. What goes up there is going to come down. So, I mean, if I'm a tech, let's say I'm kind of a whatever it might be, a medical expert in my field of giving enemas. I don't know what category that'll fall under. I this is the last thing I want to do. I mean, any kind of enema people who give it. I hope you get paid enough because that sounds fucking horrible to me. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Listen, I uh, I think that this is going to be a big moneymaker for whoever wants to introduce it. I just don't know how long it takes to get Health Canada approval for a treatment right now. <laughs> They've got a couple other things on the go. You, know you haven't noticed. You know who's going to feature it? We'll just look on the, the, the Goop guide this upcoming year because Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow is going to be all over that. Oh, you know what? It probably won't even be that long before there's some article in like Vogue about or the Goop magazine of Gwyneth Paltrow with a fucking oxygen tank hooked up to herself through her asshole. Like, hey, look, guys, you can still walk and breathe at the same time. <laughs> There's a tube up my ass right now. You wouldn't even know. Look, <laughs> I hit it with my with my oxygen enema skirt that comes free with this kit. Get the optional stickers and no one will know it's even a tank. They'll think you're carrying a cute dog. That sort of shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, did you watch 60 Minutes last night? You know what? I watched a ton of highlights, although I didn't watch the full thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm one of those people today going, uh-huh, uh-huh. And did you not realize that this was the case? Did you not realize this was happening? It was very interesting. I thought so, too. Basically, they had some pilots who have firsthand had encounters with UFOs. Their descriptions, though, were really interesting. So one of the pilots, and he had the pilot who was with him. So figure two planes, two pilots, two people in the rear. Those F-16 fighter jets can carry two. So they're up there. They're doing some patrols. This was off the U.S. East Coast around the Carolinas. They see this thing that they said was about the size of their plane, but it looks like a pill. No wings. No obvious signs of propulsion. Mm -hmm. It was able to go up, down, and horizontal. It could move in so many different ways. Uh, I think they said at one of them, uh, one of the unidentified flying objects that they encountered dropped something like 80,000 feet in three seconds or something like that. Like whatever technology it is that whoever these life forms are i didn't want to say people because i don't know if they're people what who they it yeah totally anything goes it's all good we have no idea what pronoun do i use (laughs) oh fuck i don't know seriously they uh they can move around incredibly well and the pilot described it and he said you know if i hadn't seen this with somebody else i would have convinced myself that i'm crazy But the other pilot saw it, too. And Mm -hmm. so did the two rears in those planes. They saw it as well. Like this is four people that had actual eyes on what was happening. And this encounter was years ago. They're only just now talking about it because all of those UFO encounters are now starting to be declassified. Yes. And, you know, I mean, I follow I've been following this thing the whole time. And the reason why this is not as much headline news as it should be is because of COVID. I think we right. all we all know that's been dominating everything. Healthcare, generally, everything is up front and center. And this kind of got buried with it. And when they declassified this 
video. It actually took someone to basically leak the video, which was then declassified in order to get people talking about it because the Pentagon will fully admit now they don't know what the fuck is going on. And yes, they, they hired the best people. The, they were uh, what every, everything from engineers to people who were, who built planes for a living and nobody has a fucking clue how this is this object. And there were actually several of them. There were several videos they showed uh, on the, on the special. They don't know what it's made of or how it works, but they know that they're pretty certain humans didn't come up with this unless there's some kind of a secret initiative by uh, China or Russia or something yep. that's so underground that they have no fucking idea how this is possible. So to me, it's likely something from beyond this planet, but it is totally possible. And they did dive into that too. It wasn't all extraterrestrial life related, which I like. It kind of gives you all sides. Is it possible that this came from a, a Russia or a China or a, I don't know, whatever, pick your rich country that may have access to some kind of technology that they're not going to tell North America about at all. And they're going to actually not tell anybody about. Is that possible? I don't know. But their eyes or whatever they use to look are on us. That's for certain. And that's so freaky and so fucking cool. But nobody's, I mean, you're right. Nobody's talking about it. When they declassified it, finally, these people are able to tell us about what happened firsthand, which is what the special was about. But these videos have been around for almost a year now. And it amazes me. We're not talking about it more. It's crazy to me. Well, you know, it's the, I think back to it and for years if you believed in aliens or extraterrestrial life you were the weirdo right you were the one who had something wrong with you right. if you thought the the truth is out there you are some sort of a conspiracy theorist now they're basically validating what a lot of people have either known or assumed for years that there's something out there we don't know what it is now they're not actually saying yet that we've been visited by extraterrestrial life and they had a meeting in the White House with Donald Trump. They're not actually saying that, but I feel like they can't just come out and say that. But watching that last night, it was confirmation that this is legit. Another thing that amazed me is apparently these vessels that they've got show no obvious signs of propulsion. It's not like you can see a jet stream of fuel being burned or helicopter rotors that are giving it thrust. They have no idea how it moves, but it can move through water just as easily as it can move through air. One of the vehicles just disappeared right into the ocean. Yeah. Gone. Just like that. Didn't even leave a very big splash. Just gone. So whoever this is has got some pretty cool technology. Well, it's, and it's not even necessarily a technology thing if you think about it. Because if this did come from another planet, we don't know what planet this is that has f f things that we don't have. We have fuel here, yes. That planet might have something else, and they call it whatever the fuck they call it, and it happens to be used for this technology that brings this to life. Like, it's when you really open the, the, the box, it's insane, like, how much you can really think about. And to me, when people think people are nuts for, for thinking, like, I think you're crazy if you don't assume something else is out there. The universe, as we know, is infinite. We don't, we don't even know if it ends. And you're going to claim that we are the fucking only people? Like, how egotistical is that to assume that we are the only fucking thing alive on this in this entire universe? There's other shit out there for sure that definitely has something on their planet or rock formation or whatever the fuck it's made out of that has the ability to do it. That's what I think. I could talk about this all day. I really could. I know you could. So here's my question to you, because I was thinking about this last night. Now they're showing us we've, we've seen the videos. Now they're giving us eyewitness accounts describing 
what we've seen in these videos over the years. The next step is for the government to tell us what they know. So my question to you is, what would that look like? How do they shock the entire globe and confirm what so many people have wondered about for so many decades? Is it going to be like in Deep Impact where Morgan Freeman was the president and he called a news conference and he had a very casual felt like a one-on-one conversation with the American people that, yeah, there's an asteroid coming and it's probably going to kill us all, but we're going to try and get rid of it. Is it going to be like that from the Oval Office? Do they go on like The View and just leak it there? <laughs> I mean, how are The View? <laughs> right. And I mean, how far does this go back? Like, we're, do we have extraterrestrials that have been in the Oval Office and had a meeting with Joe Biden? I mean, he just took over a couple hundred days ago Mm -hmm. or just over 100 days ago. Did they have a meeting with Donald Trump? Does Trump know something that he's not telling us? Did they meet with Obama or Bush or Clinton or how far does this go back? How much of a dialogue do we have going? Why did they know to go to the Americans? Why didn't they just land in Canada and say, well, this looks like this is the leaders? Well, do even they not like Justin Trudeau? Like, (laughs) Has Trudeau met with them? That's another Look, great one. There's the reason why the states has this information is they landed in an area or sorry, I shouldn't even say landed. They were floating up around an area that the states was doing. They and they were being watched, they believe, by whoever this was. They knew that this was happening, that these aircrafts were up in the air and they were doing all these. Was it the naval, the naval air force in one of the cases? Yeah, it was Naval, the Navy using F eighteen. So they knew that they were that was happening. So they probably likely ventured down to check out what was going with, on with us. It wasn't like it was the other way around. We didn't try to get up to them. They knew what was going on. It just so happened to be in there because they have the ability to do it. We don't know if a, a country which doesn't have something like the Navy, uh, you know, on the other side of the world, that it hasn't been visited far more times. They could be looking at other parts of the world, but they don't have the ability and the technology, or they don't. Use it as often as the states does, man. They love patrolling their fucking airspace. Nobody loves patrolling their airspace more than the United States of America. So it was just burning gas. It doesn't surprise me in the slightest, Scott, that they're the ones that are going to find it first because they're the ones that are on that shit like you wouldn't believe. So I that doesn't surprise me. I wouldn't be surprised, though, that and we hear about all kinds of things, even in Canada. You know, you hear people saying, what was that thing that happened in the sky? Nobody can really nobody really knows. But, you know. People assume that the camera work is shoddy or somebody's fucking photoshopping shit. So you just leave it alone. And that's all we know. This is actual documented proof of something. And the U.S. has money galore to spend on that kind of shit. So it doesn't surprise me that they're the ones that found out. They'll probably be the ones that find out more before any other country does. Maybe, unless you're talking about like, I don't know, a Russia, maybe a China. I don't know. But it doesn't surprise me at all that they have everything to do with it. Now, how they would tell us, I don't. I don't know. I, like, just just spill it. You know what I mean? Well, you can't scare us anymore. We're fucking numb at this point, right? Oh, I, mean, I think it's going to create a panic when they finally do come out and say it. Yeah, but they don't know anything. The truth is, Scott, I think they won't actually be able to say much because they don't know shit. And they're embarrassed about the fact they don't actually know shit. They've got a track record of, they don't even call them unidentified flying objects, but we'll use that, UFOs. They have a track of that, a record of that. Yes, they have people who saw it firsthand that, that now thankfully that it's declassified they're able to talk about it i think they still know shit all like i think it would be embarrassing if they held a press conference because they wouldn't tell us shit because they don't know anything oh see i tend to believe that they do know more than they're letting on i think there probably has been a meeting and one of the things i'm wondering about is i mean america 
is one of the best armed nations on Earth. Like when they enter our planet, did we start shooting? How did this encounter come to be? I want to know it all. I just don't know how you tell the world without scaring the fuck out of everybody. I mean, I think it has to be a coordinated effort. While Joe Biden is talking to Americans, Justin Trudeau is talking to Canadians and Vladimir Putin is talking to Russians and so on and so forth. The whole world has to get told at the same time what they do or don't know. And then they've got to tell people, hey, 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 they came in peace. Everything's cool. They're going to show us how to build one of those ships like they've got so we can fly around. Soon you can get to Mars in 20 minutes. Stuff like that. I want to know that stuff. But I do think that they have to make it a coordinated effort because there's no way the entire world is just going to leave it to America to run the show here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I do think that it, what a joke, though. I think we're just such a joke compared to them. Did they try to shoot at it? Yeah, they probably, whatever they do, I don't know if they laugh like we do, whatever these things are, but they probably did the equivalent of that. Like, come the fuck on. Like, you're you're nothing. I think those, whoever it is, whatever it is, obviously, just based on the aircraft, if you even want to call it that, alone, they're, they just fucking could dominate us in a fucking millisecond if they wanted to. And that's the thing is, uh, I don't know what they want. I don't know if they're just taking a look, see, maybe they are planning something. I don't know, but they're there, Scott. They're probably trying to figure out how we breathe without sucking in through our assholes. Yeah, like, do they bend over and suck in oxygen too? Let's see. (laughs) Uh, Before we wrap it up, the COVID numbers for today just came down. 2,170 new cases is, is better. Four new deaths. Four is a hell of a lot better than the 30 we got yesterday and the 40 we were getting a couple weeks ago and the 80 that we were getting last year in waves one and two. So that's good news. A little bit of progress, everybody. Enjoy the sunshine. Get that vitamin D in you. And thanks Bend for downloading. Bend over and take that D. <laughs> we'll catch you right back here tomorrow with another edition of After Nine. With the new CDC guidance, some businesses have dropped their mask policies, but I saw that others, like Walmart, are still requiring them. Yep, as of now, Walmart still requires a mask, but somehow it doesn't require pants. <laughs> Police in Florida are searching for a man who stole more than $12,000 worth of Leonard Skinner memorabilia. Wow, $12,000 worth? So all of it? <laughs> Researchers at the University of Arizona have developed a cure for bad breath in dogs. That's right, the cure can eliminate the smell for about two hours. I wouldn't call that a cure, I call that an Altoid. Uh. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here, I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.